Welcome to the Anonymous Andrew Podcast. Life and the choices we make, the choices other people make. This podcast explores all things as they relate to dating and romantic relationships. Why we ignore or choose to ignore or miss the red flags. Red flags like gaslighting, cheating, lying, narcissistic behavior, deception, addiction, and so much more. Join me each week as we continue my journey into the modern dating world with my weekend rants, anonymous guest dating stories, and experts who share their wisdom so we can better navigate the dating terrain. If you are new to the show or have been with me from the beginning, hold on tight for the Anonymous Andrew Experience. Greetings and welcome to the Anonymous Andrew Podcast. Life and the choices we make. So, this episode is number three in the Twin Flames Universe Controversy series that I am doing. Today's episode, I have invited a high school friend, or more former friend, of Megan Plant who is also known as Shalia, the wife of Jeff from the Twin Flames Universe Organization. And the high school friend wishes to remain anonymous, but she shares her memories and what Megan was like back in high school. So I'll leave it at that and let the episode do the rest of the talking and we'll chat on the other side. Greetings, everybody. Anonymous Andrew back with you with another episode. And this is episode number three in my Twin Flames Universe Exposed or Expose or docu-series or whatever. (laughs) I haven't really figured a name for it yet. But I have had several people willing to come forward and talk about the Twin Flames concept and because of what TFU is doing to the Twin Flames concept, they're, they're really making a mockery of it. So the last two episodes, I had two young women to come on to talk about Twin Flames, the concept, and that they're in relationships. Today, I'm digging a little deeper, and I am very thankful and very grateful to a young lady named Kate, who is, that is not her real name. Uh, and she came forward... And Kate, well, let, let me say say hello, Kate, and welcome to my podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. No, you are uh, doing me a big service. And everybody, this is fantastic. Kate, let's just get it out there. Kate went to high school with Megan, a.k.a. Shalia, right? So if, for those who are not following the bouncing ball... There is Jeff and Shalaya. Shalaya. Is it Shalaya or Shalaya? It's Shalaya. Shalaya. That's how they pronounce it, yeah. Shalaya changed her name from Megan to Shalaya when she either joined the, this organization or married Jeff or uh, I, I have. Do you have, so uh, why don't you jump in here and tell us a little bit about your backstory, how you know her. 
why you came forward, and we'll go from there. Sure. Um, so I guess I, I could start by talking about how I found out about this Twin Flames universe and how Megan was connected to it. Um, so her and I are both from a pretty small community, like 50,000 people, northern Ontario, Canada. Um, we both went to a Catholic high school, uh, fairly religious and strict. Um, so another high school friend of mine was saying, you know, have you heard of this Twin Flames documentary on Netflix? And I said, no. And she said, well, we went to high school with someone, the, the leader. I was like, what? She said, yeah, it's some kind of cult in the States. And apparently Megan Plant is one of the leaders. And I said, oh, I know that name. And um, so, I, so I went to my yearbooks and sure enough, like I, I did go to high school with her and I was friends with her um, in the first two years of high school that I went. She was a year ahead of me. Um, and yeah, she, the, oh, oh my gosh. Like, and it shock. just, yes, complete shock because I just can't picture or wrap my brain around the fact that she's become who she has become um and knowing what i knew and of that 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 part of megan knowing her back then i just can't picture her being the instigator that they kind of painted her out to be more so in the the amazon documentary than the netflix one um, but yeah, I ended up getting sucked into this big rabbit hole and following along the documentaries and, and just kind of shocked and also quite saddened for her because, um, I did not see that happening to her. I did not see that trajectory in her life. Um, so yeah, so when, um, so I found your post on Facebook and asking for people to come on to discuss it. I, um, I know they interviewed one of our friends from high school, um, in the Amazon documentary, uh, but it was fairly brief. Um, and I just kind of wanted to talk a bit more about the Megan plot that I knew in high school and, uh, maybe get, maybe people will better understand how she came to be Shalea the leader of the twin flame one of the leaders of the twin flames universe well let's let's discuss that for a second uh, and we were talking about this just before we recorded we're, you used the word one of the leaders of this and but before we recorded you said that that was not her type of personality that she wasn't a leader do you yeah. think something changed or my, and I gave you my theory is that, she, well, first of all, do you have any idea how she met Jeff? Which by the way, is not his real name either. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I know in the documentary during one of their summits or conferences, he said he met her and she was living in a garage, sleeping on a mattress, which I find hard to believe there as well like i i don't know if that's maybe more of a 
like rags to riches story to try to suck people in you know like look at us we've created something from nothing and right you know we've crawled out of the ashes and we're you know so much better now that we've found our twin flames um so i find it hard to believe that that's the conditions that she was living in at the time so but i mean i i wouldn't know a hundred percent because her and i did drift apart um after those first two years of high school she started her views her religious views started becoming a bit more extreme um and she started becoming quite judgmental of people who didn't really strictly follow uh catholicism so um and i was starting to question things about the religion and i mean i i don't practice anymore i'm not a practicing catholic but i was born and raised um but those i didn't share those those views um and i started questioning things and going "Mm, like that doesn't feel right anymore um whereas her it was like oh no this is this is what we have to do we must follow these rules and we must um continue on you know god's path for us um so i can kind of see how she she continued on with those like extremist views um and she didn't have the greatest home life. I know that, uh, especially after her mother passed. She had quite a difficult time after that. Uh, I believe she was living with an aunt. Um, okay, stop right there. I, yeah. So I, I was just going to ask you, in high school, so in ninth and 10th grade, I guess it was, you said you were friendly with her. Mm-hmm. Did you know her parents and her what kind of family she came from? No, I didn't know her parents. Um, we never hung out at her home. She was always at other people's homes. Um, or we would do group activities. She was a part of a lot of clubs in school. Um, but after, I know after her mom passed, there was definitely a shift in her manner. Oh, her mom um, passed in high school. Yes, yeah. So oh. I believe I believe she was in grade 10, I was in grade 9 when her mother passed. Um so I and I think uh I believe her her dad was living in the states at that time, so she had to go live with an aunt. Okay. Um so I mean I don't know 100% what happened after that, but I do know that she had a challenging home life after her mom passed. Um and she withdrew a little bit. Okay, so there's a period. So uh, let's put this in a time perspective. You, what what year was this that you were ninth grade? What? Because I don't know how old you are now. Yeah, it was. It would have been two thousand. Okay. So that so that means you would have graduated in two thousand three, four. Four. 2004 yeah which would have put you around 18 um so it's 2024 so that puts you and her approximately 38 yep okay so her mom passes she her dad is living in the states which we don't know why that is so she goes to live with her aunt and then something happens from then until when she meets Jeff, who claims she met her in a garage sleeping on a mattress. Mm-hmm. 
So something has happened. So there's a gap there that we don't know what happened. Okay. Uh, What? All right, so let's go back to, I guess, more of the high school. By the way, to the audience, this podcast is audio only right now, but it will be on YouTube. And we do have some pictures from the yearbook that we'll be posting on YouTube. And you'll be seeing them. So when you, if you're hearing this and you want to see the video version of it, you just go to my YouTube channel, which will be below in the show notes. Um, I almost wish I could pull the pictures up and we could talk about them. Mm -hmm. Um, And of course, Kate is anonymous, so you will not see Kate in the yearbook. So the yearbook has pictures of Megan. Mm -hmm. Okay, Um, I did notice. There was another, there was a picture of Megan and then there was somebody next to her and that was, her face was blacked out. Was that you or another person? It was other people. I wasn't okay. sure how any. Oh no, else we can't do feel. that. I, we're not yeah. going to post. Yeah. yeah the, I, I, we're not going to put somebody un, completely without permission, them yeah. on there. So uh, Megan, on the other hand, has become a public figure. So I think we mm-hmm. can, we can do that. Um mm-hmm. So, okay, so tell me a little bit what's going So you said you're from a small town in Ontario? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you, Ontario, yep. Okay. What a long distance to go from Ontario to, well, maybe, I don't know how long, because I'm not sure exactly where in Ontario, but how she ends up from Ontario all the way down. At, at some point, they were in California, and then they're in Minnesota, I think. Is it, are they based in Minnesota? I think it's Michigan. Michigan, thank you. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Minnesota, Michigan. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Us Americans, we, we think we know our states. <laughs> um, just seems like in twenty years, how did how did it all fall apart? Where mm-hmm. she became, because you said earlier that she you knew her not to be a leader. Explain what that meant. What, what do you meant by that? Uh, she was more so like a follower. Um, she didn't really initiate plans. She didn't initiate activities. It was more so like, oh, you guys are doing this. Can I hang out too? Um, or like someone else would organize a group activity and she would tag along. Um, she wasn't the type to like be loud or boisterous or stand out in the crowd. Um she was quiet um I'd, I'd say reserved a lot more reserved after her mom passed um she would you bit... say she was an introvert yeah okay yeah yeah so, so she followed the crowd wherever it went yeah yeah and we were a good group of friends like we weren't um we didn't get into trouble we weren't um you know we didn't we didn't do anything really bad. I mean, we were in a Catholic school, so there wasn't a whole lot we could do. Um, but, like, we were a pretty good group of friends. We we liked to, to kind of collect the outsiders. Um, anybody that we noticed was lonely or, like, didn't have a really good group of friends to hang out with. Hey, come hang out with us. Uh, we like to have fun over here. Um... But yeah, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't label her a leader. Like, I, I mean, I know I say she's a, like a leader of the Twin Flames universe at this point, but I, I, 
genuinely get a sense that Jeff is the leader. Correct. And That's she's my going sense. along with it. And that, okay, so let's let's take a little left turn or right turn there and let's talk about that. So we, and this is just conjecture and, and opinion, not fact, but when you watch those documentaries, there has to be something wrong with Jeff in the mental sense. Mm. Um, many of the cults that we have seen in the in the United States and around the world in the past, when, and I think you're probably old enough to remember Waco, Texas, um, what happened down there. Uh, there, there were many cults and that happened that ended in tragedy because they ended up, they had these compounds and they ended up, what they were doing was illegal and either there were drugs or, or there were guns or whatever. And the FBI got involved and, and they had to go arrest them for, for, you know what I found interesting when I watched the documentary and 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 I and I mentioned this in a previous episode. I do. I have no knowledge of what the law enforcement in the United States is doing about this. There could very well be a task force looking into this. Mm-hmm. But in the documentary, and correct me if I'm wrong, there was the woman. There was one of them where it was the uh, journalist from Vanity Fair. I forget her name. She went down there, uh, and. There was a time when two detectives, I think, showed up and they asked, they came, knocked on the door and said, we have some questions for you. And they, Jeff invited them in and they directly asked Jeff, we have allegations of rape uh, and some, and there were two or three others um, allegations and If I remember correctly, Jeff said, no, that's not what we're about and that's not what we're doing. And they basically said, thank you for your time. And they walked out. Do you remember? Do you remember it happening that way? Um, I, from what I recall, I think it was some like a welfare check for someone else. Oh, okay. Um, and, and, um, but I mean, if, if he's if he's as intelligent and conniving as they portrayed him, right. it will be easy for him to show that he's there's nothing wrong. Right. He will show them what he wants them to see. Correct. Yeah. So I, I, I honestly like I'm I'm not shocked that their like law enforcement didn't do anything. But I would like to think that any law enforcement here in Canada, around the world are not naive enough to just take somebody's word for it. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, this is a horrible example, but it's like if I had a significant other living here and she called the police and said that I I put my hands on her and the police came and, and I looked at him and said, no, I didn't. And they go, oh, okay, thank you. And they walked out. It doesn't work that way. They, they, if if there's allegations of something seriously as rape, and and some of the other allegations that are going on there, you would think I would think there'd be a task force looking into this. And mm-hmm. uh, it, 
I, I don't know whether Netflix and Amazon just didn't want, or the law enforcement just said, we're not going to share any information with you. That's that's possible too. They may have just said, we're not talking to you right now. We have nothing to say. They may have gone to them for a statement and they probably said, we have no statement. I but think appara- there was a little blurb in one of the documentaries that they did refer the case to the FBI. Correct. To see if there was anything illegal going on. So, I mean... I I'm with you. Like I I would certainly hope that there's some kind of task force assigned to watching them at this point and trying to find something to shut them down. Yeah. So let's talk about why they should be shut down. From and again, this is uh, just as a disclaimer. All this information that we're about to repeat is from the documentary. So. This is not any inside knowledge or, or hearsay. It's what Amazon and Netflix portrayed in their documentaries, that there are allegations of rape, meaning that if Jeff assigned a twin flame to somebody, so there is John Smith, and then he said Mary Jane had to be his twin flame and that Mary Jane needs to have sex with John whenever he wanted to, and he could force himself on her, that's basically rape. Even in the United States, in a marriage, the wife has to consent to marital sex. If she says no, it's no. What Jeff was saying was, if your twin flame wants sex, you have to give it to him. Am I correct in that? That's what they were portraying. Yes. So that's what's going on in in the rape area. And then and then, let's not forget all of the the employees who are working there. From what I understanding, if you become a coach there, you have to work your way up, and you have to pay a coaching fee to get trained. And then when you become a coach, you have to give as much as fifty percent of your earnings back to Jeff. So, and then there's also people working there for free, mm-hmm. right? So there's, there's labor laws being broken there, I believe. And then they try to become tax-free with being a religious organization, which there is no basis for that because neither of them are ordained, right? None of, neither of them are a priest or a pastor or have had any training, as far as as according to the documentary so mm-hmm. um all right let's get back to megan a little bit what have you had any contact with her after so when you heard about this when somebody came up to you and said did you hear about somebody in our town is in a cult did you ever try to reach out to her or are you friends on Facebook or at any, like, let's say before you even found out, were you ever friends on Facebook or anywhere like Snapchat or something? No, we, we drifted apart when, uh, she was in grade 12. I was in, uh, grade 11. Um, her religious views were starting to become a lot more extreme. Um, she was, you know, expecting people to behave according to, you know, our, our Catholic rules, I guess you could say. Um, and I was more so starting to question the religion, question whether or not I actually believed in it. 
Um, so we kind of drifted apart in that sense because she was becoming quite judgmental um, and really didn't like that I was questioning things, these things and not kind of following along. So um, we, we lost touch after she graduated. That, that would have been, I was in grade 11, she was in grade 12. After she graduated, I never saw or spoke to her again. Okay. The whole thing is just a shame. It's it's uh, shocking to hear that somebody that we... Uh, I, there are many friends from my high school years that some of them I am in contact with through Facebook or other means, but to find out that somebody from high school that I knew as one person, a personality, is now national news mm-hmm. running running because i believe while jeff might be the leader she is she's legally married to him am i correct Mm -hmm. okay so she just by marriage they are they both because i've seen her on the on the youtube back him up so when he says something she will reinforce that yeah yeah and and what are your thoughts on that because you said that she, she you didn't know her to be that way so I think I think it speaks to her like the following like she'll follow along she she repeats what he says she reinforces what he says there I, I, from what I saw I didn't go on their YouTube channel and and watch any of their YouTube videos because I really didn't want to give them the views or the yeah the promotion have I. I guess yeah um I so the only clips that I've seen are the ones that were put in the documentaries. Um, so even watching those clips, she doesn't really seem to be leading any conversations. She seems to be more so following along with what Jeff says. Um, so yeah, like I, and I mean, I jokingly tell people now, cause I mean, now we're all talking about it. Um, the more that people are becoming aware of these documentaries and realizing like, oh my gosh, like she came from she came from here like we've joked about like there's no way that this town bred a cult leader but (laughs) you never know like like you said it's been 20 years anything could have happened and i mean if she wound up in michigan i'm pretty sure that's where her dad was living um so maybe that's what brought her to the states um but i mean anything could have happened to her between high school and and meeting jeff but i genuinely feel that she was probably in a dark and lonely place and really truly did believe in this whole concept of soulmates or twin flames or, you know, God's will. And he latched onto that and she latched onto him because she saw he could be successful and he could probably take her out of her circumstances. Yeah. Um, and it's probably just snowballed from there. And I, I, mean, I agree. I agree 100%. Yeah. Like, and I mean, myself, like I was in a marriage that it was, there was domestic violence. So I can, I can empathize if that's the situation that she's in right now. If, if this is a, um, a case of domestic violence and she's just like, she's in far too far over her head to get out. Um, I can certainly empathize with that. So that's kind of, like I, I know the Amazon documentary 
they her dad said you know she was absolutely capable of doing this she's a master manipulator that's not the megan that i knew in high school so yeah it's truly unfortunate it really is so he he's he is not on board with what she's doing at all her father yeah yeah i, I mean it, it looked like in the documentary like they don't have any contact and no contact seemed, yeah but he also seemed to believe that she was like jeff and she was she that she she was probably the 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 instigator or the kind of leader but you don't see that in their in the YouTube clips that they showed in the documentaries. No. Like you, it's him. He's front and center, and she's sitting there beside him, supporting him, reinforcing what he's saying. Um, yep, you're right, Dor. Yep, that's right, Jeff. And yep, look at me now, Jeff. And you saved me. So, yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. The whole thing is just, it's its sad that somebody goes down that path. And then turns around and starts taking advantage of other people in similar situations in their lives, right? Like, that's, that's truly, um, like, what's disgusted me, really, about these, like, this whole Twin Flames universe and how they're, they're preying on people when they're at their most vulnerable. So, but I can see, I can see Jeff doing that with Megan. Well, that's the theory that I, I think we both agree that Jeff found Megan down in her luck. If, if this story about the garage and the mattress is even remotely true, maybe it's exaggerated, but maybe she was down on her luck. He f found her, picked her up, maybe genuinely was attracted to her and wanted to help her there, there, there may have been genuine intention there uh because when i th i believe when they first met and they got together the tfu hadn't existed yet they were just doing spiritual i think they even moved didn't they go to hawaii at first and they were running a spiritual thing i think he did i think that he was in Hawaii for a little while and he was Beef. running a, some kind of adventure business or something and then he came back to the States. That's before that's he met he, Megan. Yeah, I think that's when he met her when he came back. Okay. All right. I'm silent because I'm just thinking about it. It's just... So let me ask you this and then we'll wrap it up we met on Facebook and, and this, so there's two groups on Facebook that are helping family members and ex-members of TFU. Uh, one's called um, Twin Flames Universe Exposed and the other one is Escaping the Twin Flames Discussion Group. Mm -hmm. And anybody is welcome to join if you are an ex-member of TFU, if you're a family member of TFU, who has a child or an adult child still in there or a friend like you who has friends that got sucked into this cult. And they, by the way, I, I don't think we made this clear. When you join this cult, they separate you from your family. They make it that 
they tell you that your family, even I think they even tell you that their family abused you as a child. And they make mm-hmm. you think that. Yeah. And yeah, uh, when they do that, is it map? Some kind of map yep. thing that they do? Yeah, they try to convince you that you've got childhood trauma and that your family's not supportive. And yeah, they really isolate them and yeah. take them away from their families. It's awful. So this Facebook group is helping uh, many people uh, who find find themselves separated from their loved ones who who have been drawn or sucked into this TFU. And I, I urge the audience, if you're listening to this, I, I would imagine half the audience has probably already seen the documentary, but if you have not seen it, I urge you. I was talking to my son the other day. My son and I, he, he loves my podcast and but I asked him the other day are you listening to the recent episodes and he said no I've been busy he's an accountant and it's tax season um and I talked to I said well there's this twin flames controversy going on and I'm, and I'm, I'm looking to do an expose on a documentary on it and he had no idea and I told him to go watch the Netflix thing and he just texted me last night I goes oh he said oh my god I can't believe people fall for this stuff and so it it's not, I, 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 we had a separate chat after that, but it's not, I don't think people fall for this. I think you hit it on the nail a little earlier. There are people who are lonely, down and out, who mm-hmm. either left an abusive marriage or an abusive relationship or have never had a loving relationship and are vulnerable and looking for a soulmate or 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 think maybe that TFU is some sort of a matchmaking service. Hey, if I join this and I pay, because initially I think they only say it's $250 to join. And then of course, once they get that, you have to keep adding money to it. But I can understand why people join thinking that they will find their soulmate, I, I, AKA Twin Flame. But once you find out that it's not really what it, what Jeff market it's to be that I would, I would jump right out. I would take cut my losses and say, I'm, I'm, this is not what you, you know, well, he's giving a guarantee. Like I will guarantee you, you will find your soulmate, your twin flames. So I mean, if people are out there and lonely and desperate and vulnerable, and he's out there with that guarantee and such a large following, like his, YouTube channel is fairly big. The Facebook group is fairly big. I mean, I can absolutely see why people would get sucked well, into that. Well, let me ask you, what is that a guarantee? Guarantee or your money back? I don't think he says that. I think in the in yeah, the slogan, no, I like don't he think guarantees so. that you're going to find your twin flame, but nothing about money. Right. So usually a guarantee is backed up by something like mm-hmm. I guarantee that this will work. If not, I'll give you your money back. You know, um, you, you, you go buy a car, you have a warranty or guarantee that it'll run for, I don't know, whatever, whatever plan you buy. And if it doesn't, they will fix it for free. You know? Mm-hmm. So when Jeff says, I guarantee you that I'll find you a twin flame, but you have to give me either $200 or 4000 whatever his plans are, because I think he has different tiers, right? Mm-hmm. Different types of... Yeah. What's the guarantee? If if I don't, if you don't find me my twin flame, where's, I want my money back. So, But that's not what he's saying, so... Yeah. 
Okay. And that's where I think he started matchmaking between group members. Which went south because oh. that's where yeah. the transgender started coming in. He started matching same-sex people, yeah. genders, and then told them, if I'm not mistaken, I, and I'm not very good with the the concepts of transgender. Um, I just don't follow that. I have nothing against it. I have no problem with it. But when I heard top surgery, like he was having people have top surgery, is that when they remove the breasts? Correct, yeah. Oh, okay, so yeah. he so he's pairing, let's say, two females together and telling one of them to, to trans into a male, correct? Yeah, he's labeling one the divine feminine and the other one the divine masculine. And then he's telling the divine masculine, well, you need to show up like a divine masculine now. So, and everything that that entails. And in the documentary, you know, alluded to some people having, being told to change their pronouns, change their names. Right at this point, Kate lost power to her laptop. So I'm going to say thank you, Kate, for joining me. Um, very courageous of you to step forward. And we will continue the Twin Flames investigation uh, this is the third episode, and I do have a fourth one lined up. Uh, this will be on YouTube. So when you hear this, uh, it may not be at the same time. I'll post this on my podcast. Um, then you will, it'll be on YouTube several days later. So thank you, Kate, for joining me. Thank you for sharing. And, um, Wow, I, I, this whole thing is still mind-boggling to me. The whole concept of how these two people are. I, 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 hearing what Kate described of Megan, I do think that she was somehow brainwashed into this. I don't know if she's doing this out of her own free will. Uh, if Jeff has something over her. It's it's Jeff that I think is the one that needs to be brought down. Uh, the man is just not a stable human being, so we'll leave it at that. All right, Anonymous Andrew saying thank you for tuning in, and this will be continued. I promise you that. In the meantime, as always, I ask if you are enjoying the show, any of the episodes, please take five seconds and go down to the bottom of the podcast page and leave me a review and share this show with somebody, especially if they are in the Twin Flames controversy. They want to talk about it. They want to hear about it. They want to discuss it. And as always, I end the show with my advice to you that if you're thinking about committing to somebody, please take your time and make the right choice. Thank you for listening. And until next time, ciao.